What's going on, everybody? Welcome back for another episode of Triggered. This is Triggered episode number 204. We're here on Thursday, July 30th. And before we jump into the show, we have a very important message from the Trump campaign who we've partnered with. Obviously, you know, we here at Triggered are in full support of the president's re-election and will be working very hard for it over the next 96 days now. And the Trump campaign has a special offer just for you. President Trump really wants to give you a signed 2020 Make America Great Again hat. He wants to make sure the lucky winner is one of his top supporters, so be sure to enter soon because this is an opportunity you don't want to miss. This offer is only going to a select group of supporters, and you're one of them. All you have to do is text TRIGGERED to 88022 today for your chance to win a signed 2020 Make America Great Again hat and own a piece of history. Again, that's TRIGGERED, T-R-I-G-G-E-R-E-D, to 88022 to enter to win this contest and join President Trump in the fight to keep America great for four more years. This message was paid for by Donald J. Trump for President Incorporated. All right, let's jump into the show. So we just had some breaking news right before we hopped on here. Uh, The Flynn case is not over yet. No. Um, It just continues on and on. It's like like a bad (laughs) case of herpes. It just won't go away. You won't see it every day, but every few years they'll come say hey. Oh, God. Oh, the, 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 entire, the entire D.C. circuit is going to hear the Flynn case now on bunk. On bunk. Yeah. yeah so it's bullshit. Every time I hear that, it reminds me of George Bunks yeah. from <laughs> Father of the Broad. Um, <laughs> the hearing is set to begin on August 11th, 2020. So uh, that uh, is coming down the pipeline, and that should be interesting. I was surprised that they granted that, but... You know, now they get to relitigate it again, and Sidney Powell, I have no doubt, will do a great job with that. Also occurring this morning, Vice President Mike Pence, uh, his bus was in a crash in Pennsylvania. Luckily, uh, there was no injuries. Mike Pence is totally good, and he's actually giving a speech as we speak um, on cops and law enforcement, and now we're going to make America safe again. Although I think there should be an investigation, because I'm pretty sure the Democrats probably caused that crash. (laughs) <laughs> they put the dump truck yeah, in it front. Was, it was revenge for Fat Jerry's uh, little, uh, you know, crash this week. Well, yeah. So, you know what? Well, let's I talk about that. Because not only did Fat Jerry have a car crash, uh, they crashed like the freaking Hindenburg in that hearing. Um, <laughs> yeah. We have we have a great uh, supercut here that was put out by Tom Elliott of Grabian. Uh, let's go ahead and take a listen to that and talk more about what happened in that hearing. Isn't that correct? No, no, what is correct is that, er, 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 what is correct that on February 10th, Monday, I gave instructions as to what the... Reclaiming my time. Yeah, I'm answering your question. Well, you got to let him answer. Reclaiming my time. On February 10th. Sir. On February 10th, I directed... Reclaiming my time, sir. Reclaiming my time, and I know you don't want to answer... You are wrong, Mr. Attorney no, General. That was he's found he the investigation had been no initiated evi- properly. He, he said he found reclaiming no my time without political bias. He said he and found in no April, evidence. Reclaiming my time. That's reclaiming my time. Reclaiming my time without without any remedy at all. I'm reclaiming my time. When, when people resist you, law enforcement, they're not peaceful. Reclaiming my time. I'm surprised at your lack of respect. Gentleman does not have the time. I don't want the time. I just want I want the attorney general to be able to have enough time to respond to accusations and questions. Ask him, and you guys not cut him off. What you want is irrelevant. But, uh, do you have anything you want to say in response to the speeches that have been given by the other side, and, and then you've been cut off? Yeah. Well, let's on Lafayette. On Lafayette. The gentleman's time has expired. Tell me the name of the cases. I don't know the name of the cases. Cases Where? Where were they? Carolina and Alabama. You'll have a chance to comment after your testimony is done here today. That it is not a self-defining term as they recognize. You've only got two minutes, sir. That they recognized. Mr. Barr, if I may. Yeah, but this is a hearing. I thought I was the one that was supposed to be heard. Well, let me, and I'm going to get there. Well, I wouldn't even let the guy talk. I mean, well, it's because Barr is like a million times smarter than these people, and he would easily embarrass them. On television. Oh, and yeah. their points were trash. And they're all idiots. And it's this is the Democratic Party. And the fact that we haven't had any campaign rallies, you know, because of COVID. This is the this was this was a campaign event pretty much. Mm-hmm. You know? He was cool and he was cool as a cucumber the entire time. Because mm-hmm. he's an assassin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For liberal bullshit. I mean and, and Did he, you know he was a Republican storm? Oh yeah. Shocking. He's, remember? Right? He's 
He, you give money to the Republicans? Is it really that uh, surprising that I'm a Republican? Yeah. <laughs> I thought th- that was really good. That was really good. Um, all right. So we have the top 10 best moments from this hearing. And it really was an entertaining hearing. Unlike yeah. most Capitol hearings yeah. where they're just boring. Yeah. Uh, this one was pretty good. First, you have here where at, right at the end of the hearing, uh, A.G. Barr requested a five-minute break. But uh, let's, let's listen to what Jerry Nadler had to say about that. Sorry, Mr. Chairman, could, I, could we take a five-minute break? Dean is recognized. Could we take a five-minute break, Mr. Chairman? No. That's a common courtesy, Mr. Dean is Chairman, recognized. of every witness. I, I waited 45, we are, an hour for you this morning. I haven't had almost, lunch. I'd like to take Mr. a five-minute break. Mr. Attorney General, we're, we are almost finished. We're, we're, we're going to be finished in a, in a few minutes. It's, otherwise, uh, you can, we can certainly take a break, but... Um, you're real you're class. Well, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yes, class after the, yes. After this, if you still well, come, we'll have a break. No, he wants a break now. You want it now? And you just br- you just committee, mentioned rudeness. I think we're stand, seeing it on display. Let's let the attorney general have recess. a break. The committee will stand in recess now. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. <laughs> you're a real class act. <laughs> that was just classic bar right there. That was just so good. Uh, we already talked about the, are you surprised I'm a Republican? That, that, that's a really good one. Um, then also, you know, he called out the Democrats for saying these are peaceful protests. They're not peaceful protests. And, no. and they're, they're attacks on the federal court. Yeah. Um, that was one of the good ones. They obviously played a long uh, who's cut the, who's at the, the, the beginning. Who's the who said that? Can you scroll up? Who's that? Oh, Debbie Lusco? Oh, yeah, but she's, she's the worst. Oh. Well, no, she brought up the question, like, why are they calling it peaceful protests? Oh, uh, okay. okay. Yeah. The okay. one I'm thinking of is the Pennsylvania one, which oh, we're going to talk yeah, about yeah, in a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They played a long cut of video at the beginning of the so-called peaceful protests, which were not so peaceful, obviously. But the at the end of the day, you have Attorney General Barr, who wants to answer these questions, but was not allowed to. And yeah. you have uh, Jerry Nadler here just... Being so outwardly rude, it's unbelievable. Let's listen to that. I don't think we've I don't think we've ever had a hearing where the witness wasn't allowed to respond to points made, questions asked, and attacks attacks made. Every not not just in this hearing, not just in this committee, but every committee I've been on. So particularly particularly when you think about the fact we got the Attorney General of the United States here. Gentleman does not have the time. I don't want the time. I just want I want the attorney general to be able to have enough time to respond to accusations and questions asked him, and you guys not cut him off. What you want is irrelevant. What is irrelevant are the rules. Mr. Stubbe is recognized. Oh, my God. <laughs> Unbelievable. Oh, my God. Fat Jerry just like, you know, they wouldn't let him speak. They would yeah. not let him speak. They and, couldn't. And again, you know, they, they have another uh, great, you know, dem congresswoman here. Let's take a listen to this. Mr. Chairman, Mr. John, I got a question. For what purpose does the gentleman see? For months you've tried to get the Attorney General to come. He's here. Why don't you let him speak? Why don't you let him answer the questions? Gentleman is not. Time after time. If you want the Attorney General to come, at least let him answer the questions and the accusations made against him. The gentleman's rudeness is not recognized. Rudeness? Rudeness is on the other side. Time after time, you refuse to let the Attorney General of the United States answer the questions posed to him. Mr. Stanton is recognized. Well, maybe the last few witnesses will actually let the Attorney General speak. Attorney General? Jim Jordan did a great job uh, sticking up for the Attorney General here. And uh, you had... Uh, Representative Joe Neguse, who <laughs> wouldn't again wouldn't let him answer the question after a, a very serious accusation was made. You're aware of that. Mm-hmm. Today, yes or no, Mr. Barr, under the penalty of perjury, do you testify that that statement was true at the time you made it? I, I thought it to be true at the time I made it. On why isn't it true? June 9th, I'll get to that, Mr. Barr. I mean, it, does, it, does it have Mr. to Barr, do with quibbling I will get over? to that. Reclaiming my time, you answered the question. Okay. I have another question for you. On June 19th of no, 2020. Actually, I need to answer that question. Uh, Mr. Attorney General, you did answer the question. No, you I'll said be, under penalty of perjury. I'm going to answer the damn question. Okay? You said the answer <laughs> and, was and, yes, and, is what you said. Well, Are you saying no? I think what I was referring to, and I'd have to see the context of it, was the supplying of documents. No, Mr. Attorney General, this statement was not limited to the supply of I, documents. You stated at a press conference. Mr. Attorney General, reclaiming my time. Reclaiming my time. I think that's what I was talking about. On April 19th of 2019, that the White House fully cooperated. 
with the special counsel's investigation, you knew when you made that statement that the president had not agreed to be interviewed by the special counsel. Now, on June 18th I think of I this year, Mr. Attorney General, I was referring to on the June 18th, production of documents. Mr. Attorney General, on June 18th of this year, the Department of Justice issued a statement saying that Mr. Berman, a former. I mean, uh, these people are just unbelievable. Yeah. So unbelievable. And at the end of the day, it all circled back. Most of the topic of the hearing was based on, you know, current law enforcement and riots and unrest in the country. And Attorney General Barr summed it up pretty well in just one statement. Is protecting federal property, and specifically U.S. courthouses, which are the heart of federal property in all 93 jurisdictions in the United States. And we have the obligation to protect to protect federal courts, and the U.S. Marshals specifically have been given that obligation. Federal courts are under attack. Since when is it okay to try to burn down a federal court? If someone went down the street to the Prettyman Court here, that beautiful courthouse we have right at the bottom of the hill, and started breaking windows and firing industrial-grade fireworks in to start a fire, throw kerosene balloons in and, and start fires in the court, is that okay? Is that okay now? No, the U.S. Marshals have a duty to stop that and defend the courthouse, and that's what we are doing in Portland. We are at the courthouse defending the courthouse. We're not out looking for trouble. Since when is it okay to try to burn down a federal court? Yeah. And that sums up yeah. the entire argument Although right now between did, the left and the right. it did veer into territory that had nothing to do with the Department of Justice. Oh, definitely. I mean, yeah. Obamacare was involved. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, some congresswoman was, like, pretty much infer uh, implying that— he would have blood on his hands if the DOJ didn't drop the uh, current lawsuit against the ACA right now. Yeah. No, uh, yeah, know. folks, I know. I know that a lot's been going on, but there is a lawsuit against the ACA right now that could gut the law. So, I mean, like, it was just, it was just, again, that's why I say it, it was a campaign event. Yep. It was, it was, it was, the, you know, and the it, campaigns exported it to this hearing, and it was a cacophony of nonsense. And it was supposed to be a hearing, but yeah. Attorney General Barr was not exactly being heard at all. No. Alabama claims you cannot count illegal aliens in the census under the Constitution. Uh, the department looked at it and advised that Congress can determine the meaning of inhabitant for this purpose, that, there, that it is not a self-defining term as they only got two minutes, sir. That they recognized. Mr. Barr, if I Yeah, but this is a hearing. I thought I was the one that was supposed to be heard. Well, let me, and I'm going to get there. <laughs> the the best the is way, his facial expressions. Yeah, that guy, he's not wearing his mask properly. No, I know. He's not wearing his mask properly. Well, that properly, was that was so another thing that not happened. Not wearing at the a hearing. mask. That was another thing that happened at the hearing yeah. was they were arguing about masks a lot of the time too. Yeah. I mean, the thing was just it's just a shit show, and I think it backfired on the Democrats significantly. Yeah. And you, they're, they're not gonna be able to pin him down. So I don't know yeah. why they felt that they could actually do that. Yeah. To be honest with you. Like, you cannot pin down William Barr. No, I know. And uh, Representative Madeline Dean of Pennsylvania, oh, that, who's just that, a total uh, winner. You know, she, I mean, she's unbelievable. Yeah. But she tried to... I think she's a brain cell away from being declared mentally retarded. That's okay. just me. That's just me. <laughs> she brought up, uh, you know, DOJ policy and mentioned this so-called policy, but never actually explained what the policy is or even the name of the policy. Let's listen to that clip. Take a look at this, the screen. I've placed on this screen for reference, as you are aware, how your department describes pepper balls used on Americans in Lafayette Square. A 2009 justice report noted that the pepper ball, quote, system's accuracy and accompanying blunt trauma impact made it an ideal chemical dispensing system. So while you, in a quote, said it's not chemical, you today confirm it is chemical and you're aware of your department's policy, are you not? What, what policy? The one I've just provided to you. What does it say? What's Finally, whether or not you authorized it at the time. <laughs> the best is when you just, you can't see it, obviously, but he just looks around and laughs. Yeah. Like, these people are just <laughs> laughable. 
And you know what the policy was? Like, like you, no, know, I know. you have to give them. I mean, the DOJ is a big building with a lot of people and a lot of policies. You got to be specific. Well, yeah, there's just like, tens of thousands, maybe yeah. even hundreds of I mean, thousands. Can you imagine? Of well, what about that? What about that thing, Attorney yeah. General? Uh, the thing that you that that that's been going on that that officers do. Well, what it, thing? It's what? like Joe Biden talk. <laughs> yeah, He's like, is. you know, the thing, the thing, the thing. The things, you know, the you thing, know, the things that you yeah. do at that DOJ. Okay, uh, no, <laughs> we now have right after that hearing, the Department of Justice announcing the expansion of operations. Legend to Detroit, Cleveland, and Milwaukee, which is very tremendous. Attorney General Barr released a statement saying the most basic responsibility of the government is to protect the safety of our citizens and that the Department of Justice's assets will supplement local law enforcement efforts as we work together to take the shooters and chronic violent criminals off our streets. Meanwhile, you have a new a new poll out that shows a huge majority of Americans are now concerned about rising crime and feckless Democrat prosecutors. 77% are now concerned about rising crime. And you also have these same respondents basically you know, inferring that the increase in violence has to do with Democrat prosecutors who are not doing anything to curb it. Yeah. So that's very <clears throat> interesting. I think that could have a huge effect on the election Mm -hmm. um, because you have moderate Democrats who don't want this kind of crime and lawlessness to be occurring. So I don't know. Every day I see something that's like, oh, that's good. And then I'm like, oh, that's bad. And then there's one other thing, one good thing, one bad thing, one good thing, one bad thing. Who knows? I mean, at this point, I'm still pretty confident, but a lot can change in the next 96 days. Yes. So as we've seen, I mean, things are changing on a daily basis at this point. The Seattle police, the Seattle police chief now reveals contents of a van impounded from this last weekend's riots. It was about 50 gallons of Chunky Monkey from Ben and Jerry's. <laughs> uh, no, no, it wasn't. It, it was, was loaded with bombs, folks. Yeah. Loaded with – there are bombs all over the floor. <laughs> yeah, as Trump says. Uh, there was improvised spike strips, yeah. tasers. Bear spray, I thought. Yeah, bear yeah. spray. I mean, and, and apparently this was being handed out to the rioters. So yeah. – this is terrorism. This isn't protesting. It's right. terrorism. It's terrorism. I go back and forth on whether it's time to like severely put the mob down or whether we should just pull back and let it burn. Oh, I want I I want the uh, the the troops in there. Bring in the tanks. Yeah, I don't think there's much political upside there though. Um, I mean, I mean it sucks we, for these yeah, people. Yeah, there is. I mean, because we can just cancel the election. Yeah, that's not how it works. <laughs> no, We're gonna talk works. about no, that. Oh, I kid. Oh, I kid. Um, am I? Yeah. <laughs> they they basically. I don't know. I go back and forth on that. I, I think that the thing that sucks about if we were to just pull back and let these cities burn is that there's a lot of good Americans in these cities who don't want this to be happening. Well, they and they be. shouldn't, you know, yeah. they shouldn't have to deal with this. Yeah. But also, it, you know, living in a liberal city is to be expected that yeah. this kind of is going to happen. Yeah. And that's why uh, Trump's tweet about the suburbs yesterday, which set off a firestorm. That was hilarious, by the uh, way. Was so correct. It's so funny, though. Because... No more low-income houses. Yeah, well, the left immediately was like, oh, it's just a racist dog whistle. Well, no, it's not, because low-income housing isn't exclusively, you know, non-white people. Yeah. It's not. And for people to want low-income, crowded housing, which indisputably brings crime and property devaluing... Yeah, you don't want that around there. Nobody wants that. Yeah, no one wants that. They'd be like them saying, oh, yeah, we're going to build a Section 8 project at the end of your street. Yeah. Here. Who wants a slum? No. Uh, nobody no, wants that. No one wants that. People, people work hard to get out of those yeah. areas to move to the suburbs where yeah. it's safer to raise a family. Yeah. That's the whole point. Yeah, those people should just stop being poor. Yeah. <laughs> That's not how it works either. <laughs> but, I'm just kidding. But there's a reason uh, that those areas are high in crime. Yeah. It's nuts. It's man. I mean, it's just a fact. And for the left to not admit that, I don't know. It's interesting, interesting tactic, I guess. But yeah. but it's also the loudest voices on that are the ones who live in the whole cities. I know, I know. They don't even live yeah. in the suburbs. Yeah. So it's like you really don't get much of a say yeah. in that. But you also have now the DNC having 100 law enforcement agencies that were supposed to be providing security for the DNC are backing out due to the Democrat Party's endorsement of the defund the police idea. They should just hire Antifa to do security. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah right? Well, yeah, yeah, the point. other thing is uh, Milwaukee had banned less than lethal tactics. Oh, my God. So like, were they gonna, like, what, what? if it wasn't corona, 
when there's going to be a very, you know, decreased presence of people there, that could have been a very dangerous situation. Yeah. Yeah. Because having minimal amounts of cops protecting the event, you have Antifa, like, I don't know. I, it's very, it would have been interesting to see what would have happened. Yeah, it would have been bad. That was a cut. Clearly people will tell that. (laughs) Um, Let's talk about the stimulus here. Because we have uh, the Republicans who are ready to make a deal, and the Democrats say no deal. Yeah. So meanwhile, you have provisions that are going to expire tomorrow. Oh, great. And no deal in sight. And the Democrats seem to uh, not really give a shit at this point. I mean, this is as expected. No, I know. I I know, but— the deal, the, the, the deal that the White House and Senate Republicans came up with is very fair. In fact, it gives a bunch of money to the liberal shit that they wanted to do, hmm. you know, such as like funding schools and bailouts and all kinds of shit like that, yeah. which I don't even like. Yeah. But Especially in order— teachers don't even want to go back to school. Well, yeah, let's talk about yeah, that, yeah, in, a second. that in a second. The, yeah. the thing is, the Democrats are like, oh, this is a non-starter. Oh, my God. Like, what— they worked hard to find this yeah. deal that should be palatable to everybody, well, which includes yeah. the important things yeah. like, you know, tiered unemployment insurance, mm-hmm. a second round of direct payments. You have PPP extensions. It's like a new PPP, essentially. Yeah. And Democrats, they well, don't care. let's be honest. They probably like it. They have to say they don't like it for two weeks. And then they're going to have a little haggling. Then there's going to be more haggling. And then they're going to finally pass like 95% of what... Of, well, yeah, it'll of, be like of, last of, time. Of, of, of what's in this bill. It'll be so, like last yeah, time. Yeah, I know. They, they got to drag it out, man. You know this. Yep. They got to drag it out. Yeah. And make it seem like they're fighting. But let me tell you, the prospect of losing the Senate to Democrats is very scary. Yeah. I think just as scary as potentially losing the presidential election. And that's why we need you, the silent majority, to stand up with us and fight. The Trump campaign has a special offer just for you. President Trump really wants to give you a signed 2020 Make America Great Again hat. He wants to make sure the lucky winner is one of his top supporters. So be sure to enter soon because this is an opportunity you don't want to miss. This offer is only going to a select group of supporters, and you're one of them. All you have to do is text TRIGGERED to 88022 today for your chance to win a signed 2020 Make America Great Again hat and own a piece of history. Again, that's TRIGGERED, T-R-I-G-G-E-R-E-D, to 88022 to enter to win this contest and join President Trump in the fight to keep America great for four more years. This message was paid for by Donald J. Trump for President Incorporated. So one of the big things President Trump wants to do is bring back production from China, especially after this whole Wuhan virus, China virus. Speaking from the White House Tuesday evening, President Trump announced that Kodak, Kodak, (laughs) formerly a camera and film company, will now become a pharmaceutical production company. This was pretty interesting. He said he's, quote, proud to announce one of the most important deals in the history of U.S. pharmaceutical industries. My administration has reached a historic agreement with the great American company. The coronavirus shows the importance of bringing manufacturing back to America so that we are producing at home the medicines and equipment and everything else that we need to protect the public's health. And this is a $765 million government contract to make the change and will focus on generic drugs in order to keep costs for consumers low. Which is good because we've outsourced our entire prescription drug industry. Yeah. I mean, we don't even make Advil in this country anymore. We got to bring that back. Yeah, it's bad. It's very bad. Also, sadly, uh, Herman Cain has died of the coronavirus. Uh, 74 years old, former Republican presidential candidate. Nine, nine, nine. (laughs) The former CEO of Godfather's Pizza. Um, He died after a battle with the coronavirus. So he was always one of my favorites. Oh, yeah. Because he was – he wasn't a politician. He was a – he was a, like, genuine American. That that He loved this country. That 2012 ad with the campaign manager smoking. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yep. (laughs) It was Um, that way out of the field, but you know what? Hey. Yep. It is sad. It's terrible. And what's going to be even more sad or actually atrocious is 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 the liberal media reaction to this. Oh yeah, they're because you know he contracted it at the Tulsa rally. So yeah. now for a couple of days, you bet there's going to be a Trump killed Kane. Oh yeah, you already see it. You already yeah, see it. Out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you already see it. I mean, it's 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 disgusting. But hey, that's social media in the era you know era of social media nowadays. So par for the course. But rest in peace, sir. 
Yep, I agree. Pretty sad. But you also have this big story coming out about the NBA being caught in the biggest scandal of their history (gasps) with players being told not to comment. Uh, ESPN, and I'm surprised that they actually reported this story and didn't just bury it. Yeah. Uh, ESPN just dropped an atomic bomb on the NBA's China relationship. Uh, the story alleges that the NBA turned a blind eye to massive human rights abuses in the league's own camps, and they looked like they were from Nazi Germany. Oh, my God. So, apparently, that in the search of the next Yao Ming, <laughs> the NBA opened a player development academy in Xinjiang where most athletes were Uyghurs. The Chinese government ran the facilities, and the coaches physically beat the players for lack of performance. One quote from the story, one former coach described watching a Chinese coach fire a ball into a young player's face at point-blank range and then kick him in the gut. And apparently the NBA loves that. All the meanwhile, back here at home, perpetrating their uh, social justice warrior woke bullshit. Hong Kong is, is uh, can't say that. Yeah, well, you know, let's ask LeBron what he thinks about LeBron this. LeBron James. Yeah, he won't have to say because yeah, he's probably. a piece of <laughs> I hate the NBA. Of all the sports leagues <laughs> besides soccer, because soccer is not an American sport, uh, the NBA is trash. Yeah. Baseball, football, yeah. and hockey, by yeah. far much better. Yeah. Um, and the NBA used to be great. Oh, yeah, back in, in the Jordan days, back, for Yeah, sure. the 90s, yeah. oh, it was great. Yep, absolutely. We, we, we used to be uh, season ticket holders to the Knicks when the Knicks were good. Well, yeah, the not good. so much not anymore. Not so much anymore. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, uh, you know, I mean, brief burst of glory with Melo and Amari Stoudemire, and then they, you know, now, now. Don't get me started on uh, the Dolans. <laughs> Let's talk about the tech hearing yesterday, because yeah. this was a big debate on social media. Yeah. It was basically a total disaster. The Republicans uh, did not necessarily mount an effective uh, line of questioning. And but even more so, which I think really was just an embarrassment for the body as a whole, that these old farts on both sides of the aisle don't have any clue how any of this technology or even the internet works. Yeah, I was. Uh, and we want these people to be making the tech policy. Yeah, I know, not good. It was almost as bad as when um, the late Ted Stevens described the internet as a series of tubes yeah yeah it is it is i mean you had one congressperson uh congressman i think it was ask why his emails were going to spam oh my god like yeah. are you kidding me that's not what this is about and there are legit questions about bias i mean you get you you people know about the shadow banning and all this stuff but you first you can't have someone like you know congressman sessenbrenner quarterbacking this well, yeah. I mean, and speaking he, of him, yeah, yeah. Uh, he asked Mark Zuckerberg, the creator of Facebook, yeah, about something that was done on Twitter. Yeah. Let's listen to that clip. Ask a specific of you. It was reported that uh, Donald Trump Jr. got taken down for a period of time because he put something up on uh, the efficacy of hydroxychloroquine. Now, I wouldn't take it myself. But there still is a debate on whether it is effective either in treating or preventing COVID-19. And I think that this is a legitimate matter of discussion. And it would be up to a patient and their doctor to determine whether hydroxychloroquine was the correct medication, uh, uh, you know, given the circumstances. Why did that happen? Congressman, well, first to be clear, I think what you might be referring to happened on on Twitter. So it's hard for me to speak to that, but I can talk to our policies about this. See, like, dude, honey, get your that's policy what I'm right. talking about. That's yeah, what I'm talking about. Get your about. policy right. We know that there's major issues to be approached yeah. here on tech, but yeah. no one mounted a successful line of questioning. Yeah. Bezos barely even got asked any questions. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Let's listen to this line of questioning. Uh, one of the most effective lines of questioning, and I forget who it was from. It was from a Republican uh, member, asking about China stealing technology, and the answers from these four tech moguls. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. I have a question for all four. Uh, yes or no answer. Do you believe that the Chinese government steals technology from U.S. companies? Start with Mr. Cook. Uh, I don't know of specific cases where we uh, have been stolen from uh, by the government. 
So you don't believe that the Chinese government's stealing technology from U.S. companies, or you're just saying that not from yours? I'm saying uh, I, I know of no case on ours where it occurred, which is I can only speak to firsthand knowledge. Mr. Pichai, do you believe that the Chinese government steals technology from United States companies? Uh, Congressman, uh, uh, I have no firsthand knowledge of uh, any information stolen from Google, Mr. Kahn. Mr. Zuckerberg? Uh, Congressman, I think it's well documented that the Chinese government steals technology from American companies. Yeah, thank you. Mr. Bezos? You're on mute. Mr. Bezos, I believe you're on mute. You I'm go. sorry. I've seen, I have heard many reports of that, and I, I haven't seen it personally, but I've heard many reports of it. So of all the different products that Amazon carries, you haven't seen that in any of the, the companies that sell products on Amazon or your company yourself? Oh, well, certainly there are uh, knockoff products, if that's what you mean, and there are counterfeit products and all of that. But the Chinese, if the answer is the Chinese government stealing technology, that's the thing I've read reports of, uh, and, and but don't have uh, personal experience. The only one who had the balls to say anything was Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah. Yeah. He said unequivocally, yeah. yes, China is stealing our technology. Yeah. The rest of them just hemmed and hawed and tried to say some politically correct bullshit yeah. because they don't want to get over on their deals with China. Yeah. You know, Google will help the Chinese military, but not the U.S. military. Yeah. That's the point that we're at now. And it's sad. And Facebook, I mean, actually, Zuckerberg, I think, performed the best out of anyone yesterday. He had real answers. And... You know, people bash Facebook all the time, but I do think of all the tech companies that Facebook is the one that consistently tries, tries to, have, to have a dialogue to be to yeah. be to be neutral. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because I mean, yeah, there are people. You know, conservatives get you know. Yeah. Lambasted the on whole, Facebook too, but the, not nearly yeah. as bad as Twitter. Yeah. The, you know the the fact checking. Yeah, but at least there's like a process to like appeal. I I, I am a little worried about the Supreme Court of Facebook. They yeah, got, they got yeah. there like that is it's obviously stacked with woke people mm -hmm. on that council. But at I least I, you can't trust. But that. at least Facebook has a couple yeah, Trump supporters as top executives. Oh, no, no, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Right? Yeah, Which they take yeah. heat for from the yeah. left all the oh, time. Absolutely. Because and, and, you know, it's indisputable that Republican content on Facebook outperforms everything else yeah. liberal wise. Yeah. And and at least I feel like Zuckerberg tries to keep things somewhat close to the middle. Yeah. Whereas Twitter is just very clearly a leftist yeah. operation. I mean, you've seen yeah. several notable conservatives banned. Yeah. Just in the last few yeah. days for, for the most arbitrary reasons yeah. imaginable. Yeah. And I agree. And and just just like you said about how like, you know, conservative content, you know, out, you know, outperforms on the metrics on Facebook. Uh -huh. I mean, you see that now with all like now corporate America has finally realized that that Facebook has an impact on things, and they're pulling their ads out because yeah. there's too much what they they consider racist stuff. I, frankly, I I have yet to see any of this neo-Nazi, you know, ads that 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 they that they rail about. Remember that yeah. like Levi's and stuff, yeah. and and uh, what was the other company? North Face, right? North Face uh -huh. under their ads. Like I I haven't seen any of that crap. They're just you know they're just whatever. I mean, listen, Zuckerberg at the end of the day, he may be liberal, but he likes to make money. He has right, a lot of money, right. and you know what? He knows there's a business. He's not going to what business says we're not going to deal with fifty percent of the country or fifty percent of the customer base. Oh, roughly half this country is conservative. Yeah, so Twitter get, does. Yeah, and that's why they're going to fail. Yeah, the only thing that saved Twitter was President Trump. Yeah, pretty Twitter much. was about to fall apart yeah. until President Trump came yeah. along. I mean, it's really CNN it's really too. Something. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, but and the New York Times. Again, I think that hearing, honestly, that hearing set us back like a decade. Yeah, it was. Dumb. I mean, it, it was, was bad. It was really bad. I mean, I came into it expecting to be disappointed. Yeah, but like it some was, anachronisms from these old timers, but this was just like it was like get Grandpa to bed. It was horrible. Beyond like the old fart aspect of it. It was particularly disappointing to see Republicans totally unprepared to ask a successful line of questioning on the known biases that occur within these these organizations, right? Yeah. And they're having these antitrust discussions on it. And one of their biggest points was Instagram. And I'm like, oh my do you God. realize oh my God. that Facebook overpaid by several multiples for Instagram and that it was much smaller when they, when they got it? Yeah. And they've integrated it and grown it into a huge part of their business. Like, 
that's capitalism, right? Yeah. There certainly is a discussion to be had on big tech and monopolies, more so with Google because they yeah. control a huge part of the global economy. Yeah. But, I mean, I they, they just were picking on the wrong things. Yeah. Like, who, who are your staffers that prepared this? Because they're clearly not true conservatives, right? Yeah. They try to play this, like, libertarian angle. Yeah, and I'm yeah, like, yeah. yeah, now you're – whereas I was like, yeah, maybe we do need some government regulation. I'm like, no, stay the f- away because you people are only going to make terrible regulations yeah. and laws yeah. on this. Yeah. And make way I, for something worse, and you know, but but again, that that is also indicative of 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 the bias in that industry. We all know that that tech industries are the people in it are very liberal. Yeah, of course, They're like super woke, and there's not a lot of conservative startups, you know, uh, yeah. <laughs> of, of the Twitter mindset. So you know, the 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 pool from which to to, to teach these old timers the, the the dynamics of the business and 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 the programs and the interface and all that, it's just it's just not there. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that it's like. You know, not available. Yep. You know, you can still find it. You know, it, 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 what, I'm sorry. I can go on forever. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, like, I know. It, it, I know. It's just, it's, the information is there. It's just inexcusable to, 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 to what, what happened yesterday. It really yeah, was. Yeah, totally unprepared. It, really it was, was really an embarrassment for, yeah. for all of Congress, yeah. not just, you know, everyone really. I mean, thank God it was like, you know, a social distancing protocol with this hearing because if the, all these guys are in the same room and all the, you know, it, it, it would have made a hundred times worse, I think. Yeah. And it was still televised, but it was not, you know, I don't think anyone was really watching. Oh, well, well, we'll see. Um, two <laughs> things on the military here real quick. Uh, yesterday, the Pentagon released a plan for the U.S. to withdraw about 12,000 troops from Germany. All right. Um, which is a punishment move because Germany refuses to pay its share of NATO obligations. No. So the left immediately freaked out. Yeah. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Yeah. There's still going to be tens of thousands of troops there, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, and President Trump says he's doing it to punish Germany. And he says, quote, they're there to protect Europe. They're there to protect Germany, right? And Germany is supposed to pay for it. Germany's not paying for it. We don't want to be the suckers anymore, so we're reducing the force because they're not paying their bills. It's very simple. They're delinquent. And you know what I think he should do? I think he should take those troops and drop them into Lithuania because <laughs> Lithuania pays more than the required 2% yeah. to be NATO yeah, uh, you know, sufficient. Totally agree. And Lithuania is one of the only countries that is doing that. So I think you should take them there. And that's closer to the border with yeah. Russia. Yeah. So. Or they can just drop them in Portland. Yeah. Well, they tried to tie this to the the idea that, like, President Trump is Putin's puppet. And I'm like, oh, are God, you kidding me? Go. No president has been tougher on Russia. The yeah. facts are there. They just deny the facts. Yeah. And what about Germany's f***ing energy ties with Russia? No one wants to talk no, about that. No, no, no. It's just unbelievable. What, they have the money to pay what this. One of their former chancellors is on. I've well, he when he left office, uh, Gerard Schroeder, he went to uh, serve on the board of Gazprom. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's simple. If Germany I mean, wants the troops to stay there, pay the bills. Yeah, they have money to for all these Muslim migrants, but not yeah. to protect their country with and, U.S. protection. And they run the table on all things, you know, Europe in terms of the you know, the, the the economy of the of uh, the, the Europeans. So. And then I love when they're a manufacturing know, hub. They come to uh, the press with their holier than thou, and I'm like, uh, we don't forget yeah, World War Two. Exactly. Okay, thanks. And they're yeah. frugal. For oh, God's, I know. Because and because of that, like because of the the Weimar Republic and the hyperinflation, the Germans are actually a very frugal people, and they can find a way to make this work. So it's bullshit. Mm-hmm. They're an economic powerhouse. They're a manufacturing hub. They run the table on all things Euro- uh, European on economic matters, which is why they were such a big player when Greece went broke, uh-huh. because they're paying their people off of like a five hundred day year. <laughs> It's it's unbelievable. I mean, and you, hey, you, know, you now have uh, AOC, noted scholar and genius in military warfare, saying that the military should stop all of its recruitment efforts in schools and that should be stripped of funding. Okay, well. How does she think this country gets protected? I, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I, whatever, lady. She's a moron i hate her i mean there really is nothing to comment on that that's ridiculous you know what's gonna be really you know what's gonna be really bad when she runs for president in 2024 well because it's gonna happen regardless of whether joe biden wins yeah in the fall Well, she's gonna run for something yeah we know that joe biden is not making it through to the next election yeah right so then you would have probably probably a president kamala harris which god save us all yeah 
But that would create a situation where it wouldn't necessarily be deferring to the incumbent because Kamala wouldn't have won an election, right? Yeah. So I think she would get challenged by several people within the Democrats, yeah. and AOC is definitely going to be one well, of them. Well, how, well, how old is she? She'll be old enough in 2024. Oh, yeah, she will yep. be. Okay. Yep. So, yeah. So get ready. Yeah, <laughs> folks, brace yourselves. And that's the true socialism. Yeah. I mean, Joe Biden is just a puppet for these socialists yeah. now, but she yeah. is the true socialist. Well, if she was the one in power, yeah, forget about it's it. ridiculous. Well, allow me to quote Peter Strzok. We'll stop it. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, uh, man, that's not good. Let's jump to election 2020. We got quite yeah. a few things here. So sure. big story this morning was Trump's tweet about potentially delaying the election. Oh, my God. The president tweeted, quote, with universal mail-in voting, not absentee voting, which is good. 2020 will be the most inaccurate and fraudulent election in history. It will be a great embarrassment to the USA. Delay the election until people can properly, securely, and safely vote, question mark, question mark, question mark. And the question mark is the key part because he's not necessarily saying it needs to happen. He's saying maybe it should happen. He's yeah. just kind of floating the idea out there. But the press immediately took it to be, yeah. oh, he's saying he should cancel the election. No, this is his military coup. No. He can't delay an election. Right. He can't do it. He's, These people are f***ing constitutional now, morons. Yeah. Now, if he's saying – now, given what we've seen in New York, which has yet to call key races in their primary because of the mail-in voting, then yeah, I would say that that, that election is delayed, wouldn't you say, Storm? There's no final results Well, yet. the results are delayed, but you know what here's I mean, the though. thing. Here's the thing. The Three weeks. The president was just turning things around. Yeah, okay? yeah, 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 yeah. The PR yeah. messaging was getting to be more on point. Yep. And then he just totally lit it on fire. And that's – like you can't have those unforced mistakes within 100 days of the election. And I get the point that he's trying to make that mail-in ballots are very fraudulent. Yeah. You had a local CBS affiliate run a mail-in voting uh, investigation oh. and trial run yeah. where they mailed 100 ballots and 3 percent of them were lost. Yeah. Well, we've lost 28 million ballots the last four elections. Yeah. I mean, I mean, in, into the wind. We don't know where they went. So that's indisputable. Yeah. And folks, remember, if, if, if you're in a state that, well, I mean, if, if this is expanded, you know, it takes about two weeks for these ballots to get to where they're going to be counted. So technically, I, I saw a tweet that election day for those people, it's really October 20th. Yes. <laughs> Not well, November 3rd. A few, so sh talk about a shit show. You know, you know, no one's going to, you know, no one's going to remember that. So a few things. <laughs> so one they need to change the laws so that they can start counting these ballots before election morning. Yeah. Because the way that the laws are in most of these states is that they can't even open the envelopes until 7 a.m. election day. Oh, my God. That's not going to work. Yeah. So we need to change that, yeah. right? Because there's going to be more absentee and more mail-in voting regardless. Yeah. Of w there, There's not going to be a federal mandate for it to be allowed, but a lot of states are going ahead and doing this on their own. Yeah. So they need to make the corresponding law changes, at least temporarily for this election, in order to make sure that we don't have a week where we can't find out who won the election, right? Yeah. And that's, a, that's the point that the president is trying to make, which he had a great tweet there until the last sentence. That was just unnecessary, and I really hope that he hones in on the messaging and really tightens things up here because, you know, things are, things are on the fritz here, and it's not going to be a cakewalk regardless of what people think. Yeah. The Democrats are going to pull nasty, nasty moves. Oh, there's going to be dirty moves. There's going to be oh, there's going to be like oh, we just found a pile of ballots. Right. There's right. going to be like that. That you know. There's going to be tried fraud. To pull, they tried to pull that. In Florida, the Florida Senate race. There's going to be fraud, and we need to be able to effectively fight it. Yeah. But saying that the election is going to be delayed, which is never going to happen. Yeah. Never going to happen. It's yeah. just like – it's just unnecessary. So, yeah. you know, I, if, I get where he's coming yeah. from, but I also think that the unforced errors need to stop. Yeah. And like the same thing with the, the retweet of this demon semen lady. <laughs> I feel ridiculous even saying that. Like, you know, well, I get that he loves to retweet, but at this point, you gotta check these people's background before you retweet them <laughs> to seventy-five million people. I, I like it's just those things like that. I'm like, well, come remember, on, Trumps, tighten it up. Remember, I am very open to the fact that demons can have sex, though. Oh my god, we're not going down that road. <laughs> let's let's talk about demon sex. We're not going down <laughs> no, that road. But the the true, I think, surprise of this election, and I'm putting my money on it now. 
is that RBG is going to die. Yes. And uh, we're not going to have time to yeah. fill the seat. And honestly, it's probably negative wasn't electorally this, to this, fill the seat. Wasn't this her second surgery in like six weeks? Second surgery in like three weeks. Three weeks. Sec- yeah. Okay. Three, I knew it was a short time frame. Yeah, I think she's going to. She's gonna. At Memorial Sloan Kettering. Okay. So I think she's gonna. Do I so. think that's gonna happen. Yeah, that's gonna be the real surprise, and it might not even be an October surprise. Yeah. It might be a September. Well, that'll surprise. be a big boost for the base in terms of energizing the base, right? Big and boost. also the VP pick, I think, is gonna energize yeah. the base because people hate Kamala Harris, who we're gonna talk about in a second. Yeah. But the alternate is Susan Rice, who's even worse. I actually think if he picks Susan Rice, it activates the base more than yeah. Kamala Harris. But let's talk about this VP yeah. blunder, right? Oh, yeah. So the. Uh, I guess Politico had this embargoed, is what my guess is. Yeah. And they accidentally published it. Yeah. Well, remember, Biden emerged from his his darkened lair, from his bunker on Tuesday to announce that he's going to announce his selection the first week of August. Yeah. Then Politico posts the story saying that Kamala's been picked. And it has a quote from Biden on why he picked her, as to why he picked her. Well, that's the that's the part of this yeah. that's not easily explainable. Yeah. Because if it didn't have the quote, you could say, okay, well, they typed this up for all the potential exactly. choices so yeah. you get it out quickly. Which there that's are. common Which practice. There are. there are bios on, on all that on, on, in, in that article. So, that's very yeah. common practice Absolutely. in the media. But you don't get a quote no. from Biden, Biden yeah. for every single person. And did you see that editor's note? Yeah. Editor, after they scrubbed it, folks, the editor's note didn't even touch upon the Biden quote. So, yeah. I mean, what is this? We'll see. And then and they it, said it was going to be August 1st. Yeah. I think now, no matter what, that's not going to yeah. happen. Yeah. I think that they're going to wait till a later date next week. And then but, the Associated Press caught a photo of uh, Biden's notes. A lot of camel on there. Yeah, yeah. A lot of camel on there. We'll see. We'll see. But in the meantime, yes. you have CNBC reporting that some of Joe Biden's inner circle are waging a campaign behind the scenes to stop him from picking Senator Kamala Harris. Yeah. Uh, they're still pissed about the debates. They're pissed about they're the debates. They're pissed about but, the debates. But they also think that she's the exact type of scheming oh, to yeah. the first day they get in office, oh, yeah. say, 25th Amendment. Boom, oh, yeah. Because she would totally do that. Yeah. She's it's the exact. A lot of house of car- it's a house of cards situation for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. And so who do you think it's going to be? You think it's going to be Kamala? <sighs> I don't know. I mean, given that, I mean, I know it's, I know it's just, you know, reports and insiders. From the, but if, if there's that strong a reaction, if she's not going to be picked, she's definitely like in the top three. Top yeah. Two, yeah. Which is I think it's equally between, scary. I think it's between her and Susan Rice. Yeah. Which I mean, is very it scary. It has to be a black woman. <laughs> Yeah, pretty be, much. It has to be person of color, and if 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 it is Kamala Harris, and then we should just call it the Django Unchained ticket mm-hmm. because you have Biden as you know uh, Leonardo DiCaprio's character, and you know, uh, you know, Kamala's you know mm-hmm. Sam Jackson, but female version. <laughs> yeah, I can't, and, uh, I can't say the thing. Yeah, definitely don't say those things. <laughs> um, <laughs> we, and we have our good friends over at PJ Media who wrote a uh, great article on how a Biden victory would be especially awful for law enforcement officers in this country. And it's very interesting because Biden used to be like the police union guy. Oh, yeah. They loved him. He was Mr. Law and Order right. back in the day. The crime bill. Yeah, the yep. crime bill. I mean, he, which, which locked up millions of blacks, but whatever. Yeah, and now they can't stand him. Yeah. And it's very clear that a Biden victory that ensures that either Kamala Harris or Susan Rice eventually becoming president would be catastrophic to those who have devoted their lives to law enforcement. You know, they'll be all but abandoned and police departments will be defunded. And there, of course, would be a slew of executive orders and legislation that puts law enforcement officers in even greater peril. So go check this column out over at PJ, and it's really good. Um, And the title is, A Biden Victory Will Be Especially Awful for Beleaguered Law Enforcement Officers. Since Joe uh, came out of his uh, basement the other day, we do have a Biden gaffe of the day today. Um, And once again, Joe Biden doesn't know where the hell he is. Mm -hmm. Literally, right off the bat, comes up to the microphone, f***ed up. Let's listen to this. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to Kingswood Community Center. Actually, that's the one down I used to work. That's a joke. You didn't know where we were anyway. <laughs> oh, 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 my God. God. This is so this, this, bad. This, this, oh, man. It's unbelievable. Oh, like, man. 
that that's the one thing I really don't get is how people could think that this guy should be president, right? You could hate Trump all you want. I get it. But do you really think that it's smart to place presidential power in the hands of a guy with clear dementia? No. That's irresponsible. Very irresponsible. Very irresponsible. Just because they hate Trump. This plays into the Trump derangement syndrome. Yeah. That's really, at the end of the day, I think what it is. Yeah. And... I don't know. We'll see what scary happens. times. We'll, we'll see what happens. We'll see what it's happens. It's scary times. And uh, I think that you have polls that now that they're – okay, so here's the interesting thing, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, Let's yeah. talk about the polls yeah. real quick before yeah. we wrap up. You have polls who show huge margins, right? Yeah. Now all of a sudden these margins have become toss-ups. Yeah. Because – They've changed their voter model. After all this slack that they've taken over the past few weeks, these polls are now saying, oh, shit, maybe uh, we should actually sample correctly on this. And also they're changing to likely voter models now that we're 100 days in. Yeah. But again, these polls, the likely voter models are like throwing darts at a board, right? Yeah. You have to be correct down to like the tenth of a percentage Rasmussen. to correctly gauge what's yeah. going on here. Yeah. Rasmussen's one of the best. Yeah. But in general – now that they've done this, these polls show general toss-ups in all of the battleground states. Yeah. I mean, it's unbelievable yeah. how quickly, you know, this turned, right? Yeah. You have uh, – you obviously have the registered voter polls, which are, you know, ridiculous, yeah. right? But you have polls in, in places like Pennsylvania sh- since two weeks ago showing a six-point shift towards Trump. Arizona, four points towards Trump. Florida, four points towards Trump. Michigan, two points towards Trump. Wisconsin, one point towards Trump. I mean, the polls are all tightened up. That's what I said. Never count this guy out. Exactly. And there's a lot of time. Even a a month is an eternity in politics. Yes. Nearly everything is within the margin of error. Yeah. So, you know. And I think we knew that this was going to be a a, a more contested, you know, a very competitive election. Yeah, but these people that are tossing out these, uh, I mean, oh, Biden has a ninety three percent chance to win. Yeah, don't do that. They're just doing the same exact yeah. thing as last time, yeah. and I mean that's fine. Please make that mistake yeah. because I do think that Trump plays better from the underdog role. Yes, absolutely. But absolutely to say that Biden is gonna landslide this yeah. thing, I, I think know. is totally absurd. We have that. We, the 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 economy is coming back. You have on on the left flank of the Democratic Party, they are not happy about Medicare for all not being in the platform. You're gonna have a lot of people going into the Never Biden camp. I think that I think that camp is gonna surge. Yeah. With with this. Yeah. You know, there's gonna there, there's apparently there's a plots of a, a plant reports of a revolt happening from the lefty delegates that are there at the DNC. I mean, Rashida Tlaib is refusing to endorse Biden. Yeah. And yeah, you know, I understand she's facing a tough primary challenge right now. But I mean, but but that's the but that's the the mindset of that group. It's just like yeah, it's it's a it's a shrug. The enthusiasm is not there. And talk about you know registering you know zero beats per minute when you have you know someone like Talib saying, you know from yeah. that from that wing of the party saying like they're not going to do it. They're not going to divorce. They're not going to endorse Biden. We're just anti-Trump. Well, yep. if that's the case, then just wait, <laughs> wait. Have another four years of Trump, and then hopefully, you know, if you're a progressive, you know, you're you're gonna wait to uh, whittle down the establishment on the Democratic side even more, and and finally have someone who can, um, you know, take up that progressive mantle and clinch the nomination. Because Bernie couldn't do it. Yeah. Um, I think Bernie was a good foundation candidate, but you need someone who can reach out to black voters. Yeah. And that's something that Bernie Sanders can never do, yep. apparently. So yeah, the left wing is ascendant and is gonna take over the base. So honestly. I think those people are. I think there's going to be a lot of stay-at-home progressives in these key states. So you got. I mean, you, I sure you, you, hope you, you, so. You got, you got to watch out for that too. You know? I sure hope so. And yeah, you the know. revolutionaries, man. You know, they they can wait. You know, they'll yeah. wait in the tall grass. What's at stake here is just like, I mean, really, just the it the is. country itself. It, it, it really is. It really it's. Is. I mean, now with the legislative filibuster going to be removed, the, the vote threshold. Right, right. I mean, now it is it is apparently clear what what they're going to do. It's by and far how they're going to do it. It's by far the most uh, scary election of any time in the since the yeah. Civil War, I think. Yeah. Because this has a real, no matter who wins the election, 
half the country will think it's bull. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It'll be even worse than I think 2016, regardless yeah. of who wins. Yeah. Uh, there will be lots of unrest. I mean, and it's... and what the liberals want to try to do to the country is shred the constitution. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. So I mean that's I mean that's that's inherent into in in the progressive fabric. It, it is it is break and beat down and and force all institutions to kowtow to the state. Yeah. So you know I mean I, listen I agree with you. I mean like an 04 man like. I was not afraid of John Kerry. No, no, because he right? was feckless. He was feckless. Like, yeah. but, but I'm just saying, like in terms of, let, let's say John Kerry won. Yeah. I there, there was there was going to be no quasi Marxist facelift of the country. Right. If, and if even Edwards, if Hillary yeah. was president, it was the same thing. It yeah. was like you know, somewhat of a you know yeah. in between, right? Yeah, yeah. It would have been liberal. Yeah. But it wouldn't have been this. Yeah. It, I mean, the the left yeah. wing in this country yeah. has gone fucking insane. Yeah. They've gone from being. A party of what used to be fairly moderate Democrats. Yeah. And and you had that small Bernie Sanders contingent of socialists yeah. to now being a majority socialist. Yeah. yeah. And that's I mean, why— New York—I mean, we talk about you know Grim Reaper Cuomo a lot with this COVID response, but New York is going to have the most liberal legislature in the country— come next session in Albany because you had—I'm sure you saw a lot of socialists— yeah, in the Astoria area, they they challenged these you know twenty four term assembly people and yep. they won. So now you have like several of these socialists going up to Albany. So you know that it's going to be even more of a mess. Yeah. So I'm not so sure it's an outlier that you know, but just because Joe Biden is going to win the nomination, that the establishment is and 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 the Democratic Party is even keeled. It's not. It's just that Bernie Sanders. No, it's totally off. spiraling it's out of spiraling control. Spiraling out of control. And that's why. Uh, regardless of whether you need to remain part of the silent majority or you can stand up and fight, you gotta join Team Trump here in mm-hmm. this campaign. You know, if you can give money, if you can, you know, make some phone calls, you can do that in secret. Um, you in know, secret. It's, I mean, that's it's sad. terrible. Isn't terrible? It's we have sad to say that, that we've reached it's this point. It's terrible. We have to say but that. But it's what has to happen at this point. You know, yeah. talk to your neighbors you can trust. Yeah. And and just you know, talk to your inner circle that you can still talk with politics about. Yeah. And chances are, if you can still talk with them about politics, they're at least Trump curious, yeah. right? Oh yeah. <laughs> um, but you got you got to you stand up and fight here because mm-hmm. you'll regret it for the rest of your life if you stay silent here out of fear. And the Trump campaign has a special offer just for you. President Trump really wants to give you a signed 2020 Make America Great Again hat. He wants to make sure the lucky winner is one of his top supporters. So be sure to enter soon because this is an opportunity you don't want to miss. This offer is only going to a select group of supporters, and you're one of them. All you have to do is text TRIGGERED to 88022 today for your chance to win a signed 2020 Make America Great Again hat and own a piece of history. Again, that's TRIGGERED. T-R-I-G-G-E-R-E-D to 88022 to enter to win this contest and join President Trump in the fight to keep America great for four more years. This message was paid for by Donald J. Trump for President Incorporated. And uh, to close out today's show, we're going to listen to a clip of Mike Pence from his uh, speech just a few minutes ago on law enforcement and what's really at stake when the Democrats talk about how they're going to defund the police. Of course, you can follow us on Twitter at TriggerTHM. Email us triggered at townhall.com. Thank you to one of our good friends who sent us an email uh, earlier this week. Let me take a look here. Sinks123, just uh, shout out to you, Trump2020. Hell yeah. Yes. uh, Thanks for listening, man. So let's take a listen to this clip from Mike Pence to wrap up today's show. Truth is, you won't be safe in Joe Biden's America. After years of plummeting crime rates under President Trump, Joe Biden would double down on the very policies that are leading to violence on the streets of America's cities. When Democrats call for defunding the police, remember what's at stake. Law and order, safety, and the peace of mind that you, your family, and your children have every right to enjoy as citizens of the greatest nation on earth. So I want you to hear this directly from me. On behalf of the President of the United States and our entire administration, we're not going to defund 
defund the police, not now, not ever. Not now, yep. not ever. Yep. And the one thing that you can do to ensure against something like this... Vote Republican. Also, buy guns and buy ammo. <laughs> no matter how expensive, make sure you have something to protect yourself and your yeah. family. Even if it's a, a pike. Anything. A pike? Yeah. Well, if there's, if, if there's nothing at the store, anything you can grab. A machetes, machete? Yeah, I was thinking a machete, yeah. Something. Anything that could, you know, knives or stabbing weapons... Anything. Torches. Tiki torches. Yep. <laughs> Always remember, protection of yourself is a constitutional yes. right. Yes. All right, we'll be back here on Tuesday for another episode of Triggered. Have a great weekend. Later. Later.